Limited potential. <laughs> May I ask what what spawned the going back to school topic? Because me and Matt both gone back, back to school. school. Okay, good. I was worried that it was because of my two failed attempts. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> I have two failed going back. You to have school. two. I thought you only had the one. I okay. So well, you, you, you you almost know, finished I, the radio program. You finished the program, but you didn't get the job for. Well, no, no. I, so I finished. I did everything they asked, and then because of one course they withheld my certificate which i mean i could just go back and get it but i honestly don't give a fuck yeah at this point who cares, cares i put it on radio my, stuff I, I put it on my resume that i got it because I, <laughs> I know in my heart i did yeah but and i worked in the industry so like it you know whatever um and you know the funny thing is one of my profs says that don't lie on your resume. They're going to find out. In my head, I'm like, are you kidding me? Hey, bitch, please. Yeah. Okay. Every, uh, are you highly proficient in Excel and uh, in Microsoft Office? Yeah. All the programs, not just Excel and Word. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are? Uh, Excel, Word. PowerPoint. Uh, PowerPoint, obviously. You didn't try Access or anything. I'm but saying but like, perf- when somebody says they're proficient, that means they're like really, really good at using it. Yeah. No, I am really good, but the thing is, a lot of people who are, you could see, have difficulty formatting text in Word, like, they say they're proficient. Yeah, that's what I'm, like, 90% of people that put that on their, their resumes, they're not proficient in it. I, I say I'm great at Excel on my resume. I've maybe used Excel twice my entire it's life. It's kind of easy to figure out for people. Yeah, I know, but that goes back to the whole lying on your resume. Yeah. Everyone does it. Yeah. It's like Matt knows how to open the programs. It's like the English language he has trouble with. Exactly. <laughs> so all of the Microsoft Office suites don't work for him. <laughs> like Outlook? God, <laughs> what is this? I hate, you know what? All the different emails, all, like, I just, like, I want there to be an app that puts all my stuff together. So that like emails come through it, text messages. I don't want to open 30 million apps. But like an email and a text message, it gets annoying if you're e- emailing like you text. Imagine you got like five emails because someone couldn't finish their sentence or had to put like the asterisk and uh, and correct their spelling on the last email sent. Yeah, that's excessive. Never yeah, mind. I take yeah. it back. There must be separate apps. I don't know. But honestly, going to school as like a... I guess mid thirties, almost you know, early mid thirties. It's it's weird, man. Well, Matt, you're how old are you? I just turned twenty six. Okay, so you're uh, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy. It's Matt's birthday. Happy belated. One year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You look like you're pumped. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm fifty. I'm old and better. Yeah. We we were recording early today, so you understand though. Like like even as you get older, when people say the thing where it's like. One year closer to the grave, there's a there's a threshold where like you're at an age mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it's gonna be my birthday. Yeah, we're gonna party. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to like that that year. For some people it's like thirty, for some people it's forty. Where you're like, fuck another one. Yeah, yeah. You oh dude, want- I started having that idea at like fourteen where I'm like, Well, I'm getting a year older. That's just one year closer to dying. I think for That's, me you went hard emo. Yeah. But it's true though, right? Like yeah, I mean, just, there's the people who look at, like, the glass half full, half empty, where it's, like... Or you just look at it as a glass with liquids in it. Or, like, that, that idea of, like, you're born, and the minute you're born, you start dying. It's yeah. like a clock that's, that's running down. You know, I looked at it another way, because you kind of grow until you're about 18-ish. Yeah. but they, And then I remember someone saying the best years is, like, if anyone can choose what year to go back to, it was, like, 25. So I was, like, I was good up until 25, and then I started getting a little skeptical. 30, once 30 hit... Honestly, the week before 30 hit, I was, like, freaking out. Yeah. But then after, like, literally the day of the birthday, I'm like, oh, I feel the exact same as I did yeah. uh, a week ago. That's what people are like, oh, you're a couple years off from 30. And I'm like, yeah, I am. That's a good observation. That's how numbers work. <laughs> are you worried about it? I'm like, no, I'm going to be the same person. You learned math in school. Good for you. Yeah. So did I. I pulled a hamstring when I turned 30. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things. Um, the recovery time, I noticed. That's, that's the difference is it, recovery time. And and just like little things can injure me now. Mm-hmm. I move the wrong way getting out of bed, bam. Yeah. Back goes. You know what? Because of my back problems, I prepped for school by getting one of those little table things that when you're lying down, you can still use your laptop or write on it. It's like a... Oh, it, like, like, in a like a little tablet. Uh, well, it, it's, it's not specifically for a tablet. You, you can like, I guess, 
lift up the the board and you can write on it if you have like actual written work to do so i'm prepped for as an adult i am prepped for going back to school it probably angles your laptop really nice for when you gotta like jerk off too uh yeah i mean it does kind of lift the bottom so where it is over your lap, I guess it gives you a little extra space to like, do your business. It's nice. It's nice having that space. Welcome to the newest episode of the Unwritten Rule Podcast. This is episode 23, the unwritten rules of going back to school. With me as always is Luca. Hello. And his uh, partner in crime, Matt. Hey. And obviously me, Frank. Today we're going to be going over the unwritten rules of going back to school. Mm-hmm. This episode was inspired by two of the podcast hosts going back to school yeah look at us trying to learn we're trying to be all smart and stuff yeah what uh what lit the fire under your patoots um i i don't know man i really wanted to get into like the radio industry and i figured there's only one way to do it and that's getting a degree or diploma in it so it kind of forced my hand yeah i was never really the biggest school fan okay college is pretty cool how do you find your program compared to most scholastic programs? Uh, it's fun because it's tailored to what you care for, right? Like you're learning specifically about something you're interested in. Mm-hmm. So you're there for a purpose and reason. I got to ask you because for my, my situation, I went in to do programming. And do you have courses that are like completely unrelated where you have to memorize stupid definitions that are irrelevant completely? Uh, yes, not towards like radio specifically but i have like a general arts and science program i have to take and Mm -hmm. it's like what is art what is reality do you like do you have like a school field trip where you can go to like an art museum or anything i hope not but like the first day we were talking about the famous philosopher the therefore i am therefore Descartes. yeah descartes he was what did his famous thing that won the nobel prize i think he wrote i think i think therefore therefore i am. am yeah I can't remember if that, for anybody who's listening, if that isn't Descartes, don't send us emails telling us it isn't. We don't care. No, I believe it is Henry Descartes. Yeah, well, it's it's spelled like Descartes. Descartes. It's probably like Descartes. What's his first name? I don't know. I just looked on Google. People also asked. <laughs> that's a that's a big tell of like when you've made it, when you go one name Rene, status. Rene. Rene Descartes. Yeah, that's it. Rene. Yeah. But the reason why I went back to school, I don't want to jump in here, but... Um, I looked at, I finished school, what was it, over 10 years ago? I felt like it was another decade ago. Yeah, it was like yeah. 10, 13, actually 13 years exactly. When dinosaurs roamed the earth. Yeah, so, and I just was in the field and I was struggling in the field. I did all the school and I had some good jobs, but the, just more recently, it's just harder to wake up and go to these jobs. So I, I realized this isn't for me. I can't do this anymore. I, but as a factor, like, give me like your day-to-day living. Like when you wake up in the morning and you got to go to a job yeah. that's in a field that you've been educated in, mm-hmm. you should be able to sort of navigate your way through the day, but you hate it. Give me give me some background. What's that well, like? I'll, so my first job was fun at first. I had a good boss. I had good everything. And then like the structure changed over the years to the okay. point where it was, there's like no fun to be had. I can't walk and get answers to questions like go talk to the person i need to it's like save all your questions till the end of the day and send an email and then and it's like restricting how i do my work so i kind of what what is that that's like basically saying you're not allowed to have sociability at work basically with like the context being about work yeah yeah and it was at that point i'm i was sick of it and i'm like you know what i was making good money i'm like this is my first job. This is only my first job. I'm going to make better money at the next job. And then the recession hits that hits manufacturing. Our dollar got to, to par, which is supposed to be bad for manufacturing in Canada, because why would the U.S. go to Canada when our dollars are equal, when they can go locally, which is cheaper on shipping and all sure. that stuff. Right. 
our dollar goes back down, you think the wages are going to go back up. They don't. No, um, never works like that. No. And it's just, I didn't like going in. I, I swear about when, hmm, maybe six, seven years ago, I started thinking about going back to school. Okay. And then I'm like, I already finished this. What's, you know, I'm too old to go back to school. Doesn't it burn your ass when you're six, seven years into thinking that thought and you're like, I could have had my degree if I'd have just gone the first time uh, I thought of it. A hundred percent. So, and it was, it was my friends decided to go back to take the program that I liked. I'm like, you know what? If he's going to do it, why can't I? We're only a year difference in age. If he wants to go back, why can't I go back? So partly him and I was listening to one of the Joe Rogan podcasts and it was one of the guys from he has a his like a history channel a history podcast he's been around since like oh is it extreme history might be yeah might it's be. one of the bigger ones yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and he was on and he's saying like he has friends that are 52 years old or whatever it is and like they say i'm too old to go back it's like the funny thing is you're not because you have how many more years to still work my mom my mom got a master's yeah. from from Schulich, which is like a really big business school here in Ontario. She got it after ten years of taking courses. Mm-hmm. And it's like my mom my mom is almost sixty. That's amazing. You know? You know what there's a lady in our program that is a grandmother. She said she wants like the teacher, you know, they do their obligatory what's your name and tell us something interesting of yourself or why did you attend school and the reason why she said is like I want to be the cool grandma that knows tech, right? Because it's a uh, okay. it's programming and stuff. She's like I'm trying not to die. <laughs> you know what? She's she, honestly she's I think she's a younger grandmother. She oh, looked yeah. like she was maybe fifty. Like like she was like Barry from Barry, used to park in the fourteen and expecting parking spots. No, no, she looked like. I don't know. I think she just got probably married young, and uh, her her child probably got married young as well because she seems like a, a nice lady. Okay, for courses. I mean, Matt, the radio program's probably mainly geared. The radio program you're taking is probably mainly geared towards taking things that affect radio. Do you do you just like take whatever courses do you want? Is it part time? Do you go like? Is it a full time thing? So the radio program's totally full time. You can't do a part time. Okay. Uh, totally full-time, you, first year, now that I'm in it, you really don't get to pick anything. Like, okay. it's all determined for, you don't, you only get electives in your second year. Oh, yeah? Well, for us, we have, we our electives start next year. No. Yeah. Or start next semester. I mean, that sort of fits your lifestyle, though. You're, you're still relatively young. Yeah. You're in your mid-20s. But, like, for somebody like Luca, was part-time an option for you, or, like, is full-time the only thing? <laughs> Well, my my employer basically asked me uh, to stay. After I told them I was going to go back, I gave them three weeks' notice, and I, they they gave they told me basically, you know, you can leave a week earlier than you planned on the week between your work and school. Um, and I said, you know, I could work part time if you wanted because I have a few days off here and there. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't an option. They want someone full time. I understand, but like the the week I was supposed to be off, they called me in and. The boss's son, who I get along with really well, yeah, he tried convincing me to stay. Ooh, did he throw more money at you? He didn't throw money, more money at me, but he told me how I can make more money. So I have to get like a certification, a certain certification, and he was like, "Give me a reason to pay you more, and I'll pay you more." And you know, he's very upfront and honest. I really appreciated that. He was good, good person. It was tougher to leave than I thought it would be. Mm. And uh, and then he's like, "You can learn all this stuff on your own." Or, you know, there are courses, like certification courses you can take for, you know, certain things in software. But, I mean, if you're an employer and you want to use somebody in a different capacity, mm-hmm. isn't it on you to get them that training? Were they willing to pay for it? They said they would pay for half, which, you know, it's reasonable. That's reasonable. But, let, me, uh, let me ask you something. Just side note for both of you. If, let's say you're not in school, okay, and then you decide that you want to go back. Mm-hmm. Was there ever an option in your head where you're like, fuck it, like I can I can learn a trade, I can go, you know, sell my body to science, I can go work <laughs> the docks, you know, maybe fuck people for money. Yeah, that thought crossed my head all the time. When I was like weighing up the options and just doing it and going to school, uh, they're especially going into like a media field, right? Because that's what radio is. Oh, you're gonna do some horn, Matt, let me oh, tell you. For in sure. Media? For sure, but the big thing was. Um, 
Uh, I was going to say something about going to uh, hotel rooms late night, but I'm going to leave. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd like to have you on the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Good Let job. me do a little. Do you want to do a little mic check? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were talking about Weinstein. I missed that completely. No, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Keep going, Matt. Yeah. Back to what I was saying, like going back into the media or going into the media field. It's a tough it's tough, right? Like, let's be realistic. It's a hard industry to get into. Yeah. So the idea of getting a trade where things are moving away from trades and they're not getting as many people in that field. Yeah, where there's a lot of demand yeah, for like trade work, skilled work, workers. Work would be there. But my biggest fear was knowing that I wanted to do this and just never doing it. And then in the back of my head when I'm 45... Your wishing, back's yeah, just wishing, you know, I, what if I gave it a shot? What if I just tried? I'd rather try, fail, and realize it's not for me mm-hmm. than not know at all. You know, it's a very weird thing. Some of the trades, I've literally heard people, like, discuss some of them where they re- almost revere them and talk about how once they're, like, this generation of them mm-hmm. all dies off. Yeah. Like, that's it. There's going to be no one who knows how to do it great. Well, like butchers. Butchers, tile setters. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was talking to these guys on a job site, and they were talking about tile setting. And they're like, we need to like start a school program for it or something because nobody knows how to do it anymore. And it's yeah. like these 80-year-old guys that are still working shit. that just get it done. And all the young guys, they do it like shit. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how experience <clears throat> works. Um, there's a lot of opportunity to make money if you're willing to work for it. That's okay. Let me ask you guys a question. Just side note. Let's say that your programs, you finish them both. Yeah. You do the thing where you go back and you work. Is there an option where you come out of those jobs? So you're now you're working in the field you went and got an education in. When you come out, is the option for a trade there if you don't like it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that's what, to be honest with you, I have friends in the trades and. They're killing it. They're killing it. They're doing well. They get side work, which even pays more. Like just a regular salary crushes what I made uh, in engineering, right? I feel like the I feel like we're heading down a path of like one day the unwritten the golden unwritten rule for this episode is yep. going to be just fuck school and learn a trade. You know what? It's <laughs> it's not a bad option. Like it's it, a lot of people do it uh, that I know, and they're doing well. And I think a lot of times people say, you know, do something you love, and you'll never have to work another day in your life. Mm-hmm. But That's bullshit. Well. There's a bit of truth to that, but you have to make a certain salary. You can't just make, like, minimum wage. Granted, but work is always going to be work. You're going to love what you do ultimately, but there's going to be days where you're like, man, I just don't want to go to work today. That feeling never escapes. But, Matt, imagine the two jobs that you were doing. One was, like, directing movies, and the other one was shoveling shit. Yeah, like the day you don't course. want to go in to shovel shit is probably horrific. Yeah, and also yes, start shoveling granted. shit, you would... You'd hate it waking up as you might hate waking up to go direct. But once you're on at your job site, when you're shoveling shit, you still hate it. When you're directing a movie, you're having fun. Like yeah. this podcast, sometimes it takes time where we don't have it and it's a little bit tedious for a little bit of the prep work. Mm-hmm. But when we come and record, it never feels like it's a chore. No, the recording part's the part that you're just like, it's unconscious. You do it. Yeah. And it, it's great to see your friends. And that's probably one of the greatest outlets mm-hmm. that this little venture provides us but there are days where it feels like you're shoveling shit yeah yeah no for sure it's there's all the work around it will be work speaking of shoveling shit (laughs) one of my one of the first things you do as like a young adult that's kind of entering into a post-secondary education is a lot of people get part-time jobs Mm -hmm. now luca you had a full-time job this course requires you to go full-time matt you're full-time Part-time jobs. Do you work them in? Do you both have? You, yeah, you, I, you I have a part-time job still. I held on to mine. You need it, man. Yeah. You need the cash flow. For sure. It just it becomes such a grind when you have to drive to school. Like you're basically what happens is at this age, you're so invested in stuff outside of your life. Like you have friends' weddings that come up, mm-hmm. and all these other things. Your car payments, all that shit. While being in school without a steady income, you drowned. Yeah, I have, um, once again, I couldn't keep my job, but my boss has thrown me a project I can work on for him. Okay. So I'm going to get, you know, a little bit of a pay, nothing crazy. And if there's any more jobs, they'll keep me in mind. But for myself, I saved up some cash. So I can go, and my program isn't long. Okay. So I started in January 2018. I should be done April 2019. So it's like just over a year. Okay. I can do the year without 
without working, but I did pre-order a car uh, that's been taking a while to get to, but it should be here by the end of the year, and that might go out the window because of that if, if I don't work. Can I tell you something? What's that? I had a bit of a golden rule. Okay. If you happen to be a student who holds a license and a car that's under five years old, golden unwritten rule, become an Uber driver while you're in school. I think that's that's a that's a rule. I don't know if it's a golden rule, but that's a good alternate to make money because you make it at any point. It's yeah. funny. I was watching a TV show on Netflix, American Vandal, and the character, one of the main characters, his job is an Uber Eats driver, and it got me thinking. Like, man, being in high school, if that was a thing, oh my god, been an amazing job. You, yeah. you think think about like just from an entrepreneurial sense, okay? You don't answer to anybody. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is hand somebody a bag of food. There is no money transaction. Yeah. You're not going to get robbed. You're probably out doing fuck all anyways, so you can roll around, listen to your tunes. Maybe if you're a smoker, you can't smoke in your car. But, hey, you stop every now and again. You light up a cigarette outside the car. Mm-hmm. You have your friends come along with you. Really, when you're 17, you have your license, or 18, and you're still in high school, whatever it might be. What are you really doing? Yeah. Not, you're not legal drinking age. Yeah. You just roam around, kill time, drink roadies. Yeah. Drink. Not not that I would or I recommend it. Killing it, roadies? Drinking. You know a little roadie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Little, oh, drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. Road rockets, some people call them, where you drink while you're driving. That's yeah. uh, illegal. That, it's illegal. illegal. It's very illegal. That's what I'm yeah, not sounds, to do it. I'm not enforcing yeah. it, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. I have a, I have a friend, though. I'm going back to the working while you're in school. So when my friend went to the orientation while I was working, he, he told me basically what the teachers told you to expect mm-hmm. was to every hour you're in class, you have that much homework. Okay. And sure, you can do it without that much time dedicated to it, but your grades will suffer. I'm telling you right now, I'm going for um, great marks because I want recommendations. and stuff. Like I want to kickstart my life right when I'm done school. Like I, I'm looking at the working life. What's that, Matt? No, I was just going to say, you you said something really cool, and it kind of goes back to that full-time, part-time load. One of the benefits of doing full-time and being there is, like you said, you get to see your profs Mm -hmm. who have connections. It's almost like you're networking yourself, right? Which is huge. So if you, yeah, a lot of these kids in the class, that's the difference between the younger people and the older people is I see these kids just doing it because they want to finish school. I'm looking at to get my next job. That's yeah, the way like, I'm looking like, at. like they're like they're there because their parents were like, get the fuck to school. Yeah. And you're like, I want to not be poor. Exactly. And have exactly. a future. I looked at yeah. what, you know, a mediocre effort gets you in life. It's not much. And and then I, I've, I've learned from that. So I had a friend in the first program. I took mechanical engineering 13. I finished 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. And a friend who was a little older, I guess he, he was probably not not in my situation. Maybe he was in his mid 20s, maybe around your age when he started. And he was doing the part-time thing. And he missed classes because he had to work. So he's making his money. He's able to afford his car nicely, whatever he wanted to do to his car. But he was he was a smart guy, but he was like a C student because he couldn't dedicate the time. I mean, sometimes, like, you get a degree. I know it's not what it, – maybe it comes without honors, and maybe there's no post, mm-hmm. post-grad. Yeah. But, I mean, nowadays, like, I feel like everybody has a BA or, like – I mean, no, saying, everyone has education. Like, it feels like a high school diploma means nothing anymore. It doesn't mean yeah, well, anything. It doesn't. Well, no. I mean, not just that. Like, a college certificate, BAs. I think a lot of times what got, what companies are looking for is experience. That said, you guys brought up a really good point about the networking. Matt, kind of, like, leads me to a question. How do you, like, when you interact with your teachers as an adult post-high school, what do you call them? Do you go with the Mr., the Mrs., the Miss, the Sir? Or do you just go, do you go like first name, first name basis? Um, I always say miss and sir, uh, even to people older than me, like that aren't in an authoritative figure. Mm-hmm. I just address them always by sir, by miss. Like my girlfriend's parents have been with her eight years. I don't call them by their first name still. I'm still, hey miss, hey sir. Like it's just how I respond to older people. Really? Yeah. Even like with your girl? Yeah, I don't feel comfortable calling by their first name. They're like, a, it's a respect thing to me. Why aren't you calling me, sir? Yeah, it's or different, me. man. Like, it's dude, I'm like, just, I'm like seven, eight years older than you. Yeah, but you're Frank. I don't I'm know. almost, I got no I'm almost double, I'm almost double digits older than you. Should I be calling Frank, sir? He's like twenty. 
two days older than me. Yes, I think you no, should. But it's just like it's a res- sorry, sir. It's a respect yeah. thing. Damn right, you forgiven. It's just it's a respect thing. Like at school, all of my profs like, yeah. I keep so what are you them. saying? You don't respect me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for better lack of terms. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Fuck. No, I don't know what it is. It's just. It's just how I'm wired, man. It's just a really bad habit. I like, think no, it's not friends. a bad habit. That's not Aww. a bad thing. Like for myself, when I talk to a teacher, especially when they're older, like now I'm at that age where I'm debating if some teachers are even my age or, or younger. Oh my god, that's the worst. When somebody younger than you is teaching you. Yeah, yeah. But like I have this one guy. I'm not sure uh, what his age is. He looks like he could be younger. He looks like he could be older. I'm not sure. He's somewhere around my age, so I call him by his first name. Yeah. I'm. You know what? I think a lot of these teachers right now, the way they are, are more progressive, if you will. They're like, you know, they're your buddy almost. Like, they're here to work with you as opposed to be your superior. But even, like, if the guy's younger than you or the girl and, like, they're – they have – they like, let's say they're really, really skilled in their field. Yes. Like, they're the Doogie Howser MD. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, realistically, if you were at a place of work, you don't call the president of the company Mr. President – you don't. You call them by their first name. Yeah, absolutely. Every company I've ever worked in, the like the highest ranking manager still gets called by their first name. Yeah, no, it when you work together it's different, but when you're a student, you're kind of they're following their orders, you're bowing to them. It's kind of like a military colonel or something. Yeah, it's just it's just a respect thing like there's a guy in my program who's I think 42. Mhm. And he refers to them as sir. Still, I, I, I just I, I know it's weird when you think about it, right? It really is. You, like you've learned it when you're a child going to school, right? Like how many years did you spend in elementary and high school where you had to call the teacher? But it's that? different. You're also not a legal adult while you're doing that. I think but once you cross the legal, maybe that's an unwritten rule. When you cross the legal adult threshold of 18, first name basis. Actually. Well, everybody's out of high school by 18, right? No. Yes. Uh, barring, barring no, like, failures. M- f- failures or missteps. Maybe once you're out of high school, teachers get called by their first names. No. You know why? I called all my teachers by their first names. You know why, man? The big thing is uh, a lot of these people at 18, not, not everyone, I don't, I'm just generalizing here, um, they're still so young and they're still so immature that to call, like, there's a certain responsibility as an adult, when you address someone by their first name that's older than you and in power, you have to be able to carry yourself to that kind of standard. Yeah. And a lot of the time, they're kind of still very immature emotionally and oh, oh, mentally. Okay, okay. I, I agree I, with I, that. I know what you're trying to say there. Yeah. yeah, like it's just it's the dynamic. What if you get a strict teacher? What if they're like, like you said, like a like a high ranking colonel or a general, somebody who you know goose steps into class and basically tells you what the fuck is up? What grade did you go to in my elementary school? Grade five. Okay, so uh, the teacher's probably there, but he was like our grade seven teacher. Okay. He demanded to be called by doctor, not Mister. That's I would have been like, fuck you. You're yeah. you're an elementary school teacher. Although yeah. he was even as he's, even as a child, I would have known to say that. Yeah, everyone kind of thought he was weird, to be honest with you, but. I mean, he was that guy who got his doctorate, and he felt like you should call me a doctor. Was his was his name Doctor Acula? Yes. <laughs> you know what? Very uh, pale. <laughs> you know what's funny about this whole like addressing them by sir or miss? Weird little fact about me: the people that you kind of address with terms like your parents, dad, and mom. Mm-hmm. I do not refer to my parents as dad and it's mom. It's so weird. Oh my to god! Me. Yeah. Your first name I'm parent a first caller. First name oh. parent caller. My cousin does that with like I always call my aunt like aunt, mm-hmm. and my cousin calls. You know, my mother, who's her aunt, um, you know, by her first name. Mm. And that drives me nuts. I have good justification for it, though. Why is that? Because they're always going to be my parent. That's never going to be not a thing. We both know it. But it's like he said, you get to a certain age and a certain, like, part in a relationship with your parents that they start becoming more than just your dad. He becomes... You re- he's, a friend yeah, or he's if a you have friend, a good relationship with them. You see him as a person who has his own wants and needs and desires and he's not just your dad anymore. So well, when, you I, catch, when you catch him at three in the morning jerking off exactly. the porn, you get it. Yeah, yeah, so it's that kind of relationship. Like, I can go up to my old man and just literally talk to him about anything, no judgment. It's just that open relationship that it's weird being like, yo, dad, all the time. I, I don't know. I feel like as a father, when your kid calls you that, that's like something special. That's why I don't want to ruin it. No, but it's a, <laughs> 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 no, but it, to me, like a lot of people, 
you know when you see like those shows where even like Fresh Prince where Will Smith is so excited about you know meeting his actual father. His father comes into town. He's a truck driver, and then they're gonna go on like a trip. And Uncle Phil says, "Don't go with them." You know, like yeah, yeah. it's gonna hurt. She's like, "No, he's, you know, you don't know what he's been through, right?" Why don't he love me, man? Yeah, that's the how the end episode ends. So he, he so if Will's father's leaving. You know, he's gonna oh. duck out on Will. Like he he abandons him again, and Will catches him, and then he's like, you know, as they're saying goodbye, like Will Will's acting, you know, holding his stuff together. And he's like, uh, you know, goodbye, son. And was like, goodbye, Lou. He doesn't call him dad because mm. dad's something special. Yeah. So that's that's where I kind of see like dad is. It's a privilege to be able to call someone dad. So that's why I do it. Um, and, the other thing is, do your parents call you by son? No. No. Right. Luca. Yeah. They just they're. <laughs> but that's that, they never. No one calls their kids son because there's you can have multiple sons and daughters. I, in fact, I, I, I get fathers. called son more by other old men. They're like, like, listen up, son. You know what? Why don't you fuck off? Not my dad. <laughs> you know what's funny? Because like it's like an old term. Hey, son, come here. You know, like that's what you hear an old person say, or like they call you uh, dear or darling. Um, I remember I went to I went to a store and there's a girl younger than me and called me dear. Yeah, go fuck a tumbleweed. That's okay. fucking weird, like, right? Like go, someone younger what, than you calling you like, hey, dude. Why don't you get in a time machine, go back to Western Expansion, go live in some small town named Tombstone, <laughs> and then you can call me darling. It's also okay. like hun. The word hun calling someone, hey, hun. Hey, babe. That is the weirdest thing. It sounds so condescending when you're talking to a girl and you're like, hey, hun. It just doesn't. Babe sit. should exist between two people. A boyfriend and a girlfriend, or a partnership. Like, I, uh, I, I thought you were. Oh, I thought you were going to say a pig, maybe. Bab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Male and pig. <laughs> hey, babe. Okay. That's uh. I mean, I don't know where to go from the talking about what, what we call our pigs. I call I my. We've well, we gotten off topic. We're talking we, we about did. teachers. Wasn't we there did. a famous pig named Babe? It was, yeah, it was a movie. It was a yeah, movie. that's it. I, as a side note, I know you guys have like a very specific you call it luca calls his mom and dad mom and dad you call your parents by their first name matt yeah i split it i call my mom by her first name and i've turned her name into like 17 different shades of what it originally was <laughs> and my dad has always just been dad that's awesome what do you call your mom uh ermsey ermsey <laughs> ermo ermio Ermine, uh, mini, men. Oh, man, that's, that's so rich. Does she just yeah. look at you somewhere and it's like, what is wrong with you? There's actually one of the one of my favorite ones is like my grandmother used to like call her Ermi. <laughs> so I sometimes, or I call her Hermes, Hermes, because like the brand. So I guess going back to the teacher's <laughs> thing, call, call them by their first name if you feel comfortable and then doing it. Then start a dissection of it. Figure out ways you can say it that's <laughs> like, like if you have a teacher named Brad, call him B Rad. <laughs> I have a teacher named Paul. Should I call him Pow? Okay, so wait. Call him Pauly. But, but like a strict teacher, how do you deal with a strict teacher? Do you just like, do you put up with their shit? Do you fight them? Do you, because ultimately they determine your grade, right? Do you suck their ass? Do you, what do you do? So that's a great question. When I was younger, and again, this goes back to that maturity level, I hated strict teachers. Fight the power. Yeah, I was stick it to the fucking man. Yeah. But now when, you see a strict teacher, my mentality on it's totally different. It's like they're trying to be strict because they're trying to push me and better me because yeah. when I'm out in the field trying to get a job, mm -hmm. it ain't going to be roses and, and fucking buttercups or whatever that no. saying is. Like, no one's going to hold my hand through no. it. No. You know what? I appreciate the strict teachers. Now. Yeah. You're right. When I was in college, I'm like, this guy's such a piece of shit. Like, I hated that teacher. But now it's like, you know what? He helped me. He was the only one who helped me. Put your phones away. Close your laptops. Like, that's one of my teachers said that. And she is great. I'm learning in that class. Dude, two of the stricter teachers I have this semester are so far probably my favorite. Like, in just in terms of interacting with them, because when you interact with them outside of the classroom, they're very different. Mm. But even in the classroom... I think there's a way to be strict, though, and still draw people in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like... like I, I always think of it in terms of like priests, okay? Like a priest is up in front of a parish yeah. and they're they're delivering a sermon to a congregation. They can throw a little flair and a little pizzazz in there that, you know, makes yeah. people want to show up Sunday morning. Yeah, of course. 
but they also still have to deliver the word of God. Yeah. yeah you know what it's, I mean? it's not usually a very loose topic when they, t- when they talk about that it, stuff. And it's very much like that with things like physics, any of the sciences, math. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great when you can make a little joke or yeah. do something that just keeps the crowd awake. But yeah. No, our teacher, the strict one that makes us put our um, our phones away, our laptops away, she'll put up videos. Like we watched, because it's a culture class, right? She was a former uh, police officer, um, and she she put on some, like, Russell Peters stand-up talking about culture. So it, she's she's a good teacher. She engages everyone. Yeah, okay. you're right. You can't just be strict for strictness's sake. You no. have to do it for a reason. Engaging the audience is, like, the biggest thing. If you start to lose them, I think you're failing as a teacher. Yes, absolutely. And... The one thing as a student I ask for, like, I have no problem if you're strict with rules and stuff like that, or even if you're a strict marker, just be fair. Just be, like, strict, but yes. fair. Exactly. But, see, right? see, but that comes from having a set criteria. A lot of people, when they mark based on, like, art, art teachers, they're the worst for marking because it's all based on, it's, it's subjective. Yeah, it it's, subjective. It's like the way the public would view your art. So to to say, like, I think in every other sort of field, everything outside of art, there is no level for being subjective. There should be a strict criteria. I guess like writing, because I know English was very subjective. If I had a teacher, like from, I took two English classes in grade 12, first semester, the teacher didn't like me. I got mid to high 60s. Second second semester teacher liked me. I got 80s. So what what about, what about when the teacher's too nice? Because I've had teachers that are too nice, and they almost lull you, at least what, with, what happened with me, was they would lull me into this, like, false sense of security, mm-hmm. where it'd be like, ah, you know, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so, they, they got my back. We're close. We're friends. I, honestly, I would, it's funny how before I'd much rather prefer the nice teacher. Now, if, if, if I had to choose between the two extremes, too nice versus too strict, I'd go too strict. Luca's telling them. Luca like actually like tells teachers to back off. Like, relax, you're getting a little too fresh. Yeah. You're too close, man. You're too close. <laughs> um, I have a one of my sales teachers is like super friendly, super nice. Kind of goes without saying when you're in that sales field, right? Yeah, you have to. You're selling. But. Dude, he's one of the best teachers I've ever had. He's so nice that you don't want to take advantage of him and whatnot, right? Like, you respect him enough because he's so nice that you're like, yo, I'm not going to fuck with that guy. He's a good dude. I don't want to be that dick that takes advantage, right? That saying, don't bite the hand that feeds, right? Yeah. Plus, I mean, like you said, it's networking. You want that guy to potentially, like, see something in you and maybe offer you a job in the field. Yeah, dude, we talked about going for beers when we're done this semester because I don't have them next year. Be careful with that. Beers beers is okay, but if there's any leg touching, (laughs) yes, just set some boundaries. You're right, though, about Having, if you have a nice teacher, but as long as they teach you. Yeah, they, yeah. the guy does, right, which is nice. Yeah, so. I had Mike, uh, this, this teacher, Mike Birch, I think was his name, was a great teacher. It was in my mechanical engineering program. And I'm telling you, that was so much fun. The class was so much fun. And I, I well, I think I, I understood the class better than most. So for me, I was learning easily. So mm-hmm. everything was perfect. He was a great teacher. But if you have just that, that teacher who's just being nice and, you know, there's someone talking, he lets them talk. They have to crack down on that. I had one teacher I thought was going to be the nice teacher that would just let shit slide. You know, he's all nice. He's happy. He's talking. And then he sees people talking. He'll just, like, go all serious. Kind of like, like, you know, when a rabbit just peeks his head up. Yeah. He's like, looks like, what are you guys talking about? What are you guys talking about? Is it something? Share with the class. Is it about the class? No. You can go outside if you want. Is it about flavor condoms? Yeah. (laughs) I, I have a teacher like that. And he's really nice on approach and, like, in class and you can talk to him but when it comes to marking feedback and like asking for extra help and like feedback he's so half-assed it's unreal speaking speaking of half-assed i probably should never show them this content no just (laughs) this one gets stored away in the archives you didn't name him or her you didn't name him or her it's right yeah i repeated what lucas said because (laughs) i wanted to reinforce it okay um which is something that, you know, something that somebody, a person who's lazy, doesn't want to think for themselves would do. You mentioned being half-assed. Usually being lazy and half-assed leads to something in the education system. It's called dropping out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I am uh, I am a two-time dropout. Ooh. You're going to go for a trifecta anytime soon or no? You know, after the last two, I just said, you know, fuck it. I mean, I, I, I didn't technically drop out of one of them. Yeah. Uh, this is past radio. Oh, okay. Uh, I went back to school two more times. 
oh, after. Okay. Okay. I went once for Art Fundamentals. Yeah, I remember you were doing something gonna, with that. I was yeah. going to do a little bit of Art Fundies. And I, I bounced at the semester mark, the, the, the first semester, uh-huh. because I just come to a conclusion that building my portfolio and submitting it to the school to become an illustrator or an animator it was just going to be too much work. We're talking like 45 to 60 hours of homework. Oh, yeah. Just oh, homework. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like, what? I are there, are there that many hours in a week? Well, the thing is, it's all about doing, right? Like, you get better by doing it a lot. Practice. Uh, yeah, practice. A lot of practice yeah. will, will definitely help your craft. We talking about practice? Yeah. Not, not the game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> okay, but the second time was a little different. The second time I actually went for something I thought I was going to be really, really invested in. Something where I was like, you know what? If I had to put the hours in, this is what I would want to put the hours into. Philosophy? Balloon, balloon no. animal creator? <laughs> not, not, not far, fucking mime school? Not, not far off. <laughs> Ringling Brothers Circus for Clowns. School for Clowns. No, no. I, um, I, I went back for... Uh, Film and television. Oh, you went for that? Yeah, I was. I was about a month in. I'd gone with a cousin of mine. We were we were like pretty hell bent on cracking the the movie industry, and I got like a month in, and there was just this thing of like, and like, any eighteen year olds who maybe listen to this, don't take this overly disparaging comment to heart. But you guys fucking suck. Like they do, they, eight, they do. Oh man. yeah, they their opinions just. I get why adults don't give a fuck about teenagers and their opinions. Yeah, it's it's funny because you can see it, it's great though. You, it's not just eighteen year olds and me. There's a lot in between. Oh yeah, and you could just really. When, there's this one twenty five year old. So, so Matt, you're pretty mature. You just turned twenty six. Um, yeah, I'm 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 young in age, but I don't like maturity wise. I'm fucking ancient. You have the heart of a ninety year old. Yeah, there's this one guy. He's a, he's about he's around twenty five, and it's such a nice guy. Like at first we pegged him as like the guy who's gonna be the, the dropout, right? But he's he's a good guy, and he he tries when he's there, but. He's already missing some classes. It's like, come on, man. Like, Just don't be that guy. He he looks like, when you see him, he looks like the guy that would probably rather smoke up before class than, than go to class. Get high or die. But when he's there, he's trying. Like, I'm really pulling for him. I hope he does well, but just... People aren't there yet. Like, it's amazing when you look at your mentality versus these people that are there just to finish a program to finish it versus looking for work. That's, I mean, yeah, like you said, like, the, there's the people that are doing it for, like, the next step of their life. And then there's the people whose parents were, like, yeah. take a post-secondary education course. Exactly. I'm pretty lucky. A lot of the 18-year-olds that I have in my program are actually pretty cool yeah. for the most part. Um, but... In general, yeah, they're fucking terrible. Wait till they start pushing their leftist politics oh, on you. Oh um, I was actually lucky going through school. I always kind of gravitated to really, really cool people or people that had... I mean, a lot of people have really interesting stories, but like, I'll give you an example. The Art Fundamentals guy that I, me and my buddy Chris gravitated to... Mm-hmm. Um, we, he was a smoker like us, so like we would always see him like kind of puffing away in the corner. And one day, like we sort of noticed he had the shakes... And we were like, oh, fuck, that's weird. Like, you know, you figure a person who's doing art mm-hmm. probably doesn't want to have the shakes. No, no. And he had this really interesting backstory about how he accidentally ate fiberglass because he thought it was cotton candy. Oh. And he, he, like, somebody had told him that it can cause cancer and he had this, like, mental breakdown. And then part of his rehabilitation was art. So he ended up just doing art for fun and then decided, you know what, I'm pretty good at it and I'm going to come back. And we're talking about the things that discourage us. I'm like, we haven't really touched on that. Things that discourage us into dropping out. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, things like art is one of the things. If you don't have like a mental toughness to get through it, there are going to be things that discourage you. Being able to take constructive criticism is huge in in like art fields. But even having even having the the wherewithal to just look at somebody else's work. Maybe you think it's better than yours, but understand that you may get there or you may exceed that one day. Mm-hmm. I, there was like an a, a exchange student from Korea who was next to me. She was painting geometric shapes. And I look over. I look at mine, and it looked like uh, some five-year-old did a finger painting. Fucking stick figure. Like, like I was dabbing the images on with like the head of my dick. Yeah. Okay. 
I look over at hers. It looks like she took a fucking photo and then put it through a computer with like a filter program to make it look like paint. Yeah, yeah. The guy who was having the nervous breakdowns, we had to do this one project where we had to take a bug, like a, like any bug, mm-hmm. and you did a drawing of it. And then to scale, you recreated it with wire. So I, I choose a stick bug. I think I'm smart. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, seven, eight pieces of wire. I got this. You're good. This guy fucking showed up with a 45-pound bumblebee that he did. I'm When I say two scale, I mean, like, they put it on display in the school. Wow. It looked like a robot bumblebee. It was, it was incredible. So good advice to get into art because he had something in him, right? Yeah, but I mean, I could look at that and be discouraged and dropped out. I dropped out for financial reasons. Mm-hmm. I needed to work and make some money. Of course. But, you like, for people who are scared about dropping out or look to potentially... Look at other classmates' work and think, I can't ever get to that. No, you can. Yeah. You just have to try. Well, for, in my program, it's so I'm learning programming, but I've done some in the past. And I, the guy I go to school with, he's kind of discouraged um, because he he's not where I am. And, and I have to tell him, look, everyone here, because a lot of people come to me for help and advice. It's weird. I'm, I become like a teacher's assistant. Okay. A lot of people come up to me and ask me, and I'm like, and I go to go to my friend, I'm like, Look, these people are where you are. These people, this program isn't meant for people who already know this stuff. It's meant for people who don't know it. If you're, I'm getting less out of this first year than than most people here because I already know a lot of it. So, just because someone's better, it doesn't mean that's the starting point of the course. Yeah, people people may have come in at different start points in terms of their background knowledge. Exactly. Plus, Luca, the reason they come up to you is you have a sage like visage about you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Very true. Another thing to kind of complement all of this with the whole discouragement is I think the big thing is not really having an ego when going into the program, right? Especially huge. Like you could say mine's an art based program very loosely. Like it is. It is. Right? It's a very creative field, so they say. But you have to be humble. Yeah. But exactly. Like go in and have a humbleness to you. And if you see someone's work that's really good, don't be better or discouraged. Be like, yo, that's amazing. I want to get there and figure out how you can hone your skills to be there. Be a sponge, man. You're learning from people who live it, eat it, breathe it. When you don't have an ego, they're going to be willing to help you because they know you're trying to learn. I think that's an unwritten rule. Go into school without an ego. Yeah, man. I'll tell you. So we had uh, we have an exam coming this Friday. So yesterday's class on Friday. Um, was the review and it was an optional it was nothing new we're going to learn we're just going to take up examples if we have any questions and about half the class didn't show up and i'm telling you i know i'm better than half the class right now with my programming fools yeah be humble and literally some people just came in for to see what it was about and then they left at the end of it like the last half an hour last hour there's about three of us left one and the one guy left about half an hour left and just me and my friend I probably am ahead of most of the class, if not everyone in the class. And I stayed to the last minute to make sure I got all my stuff ready. Yeah. Being humble, uh, it's going to help me. It all comes back to like constructive criticism, being humble. We do things where we have to like play it in front of the class and the teacher gives feedback and people don't like hearing that feedback. It's like, dude, we're trying to help you and better you. I could have gone into school and been like, look at me. I have a podcast that I work on and I edit and I do things mm-hmm. with a group. Like, look at me go. I'm better than you because I'm doing something. But I didn't. I like, what do I really know? I, if I knew everything, I'd be in the fucking industry. Yeah. You yeah. have nothing to gain. Right? Like I, you have nothing to gain, but gain by acting. Yeah, that man. Well, that's what I mean. Like you catch. There's like an old, that old saying: you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar or yeah. bees. You catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know what? Just be good to people. Yeah, that's man. like the big like. I would be more inclined to help you learn something that you don't know if I know it already. If you're not a complete dick face. Yeah, but sometimes you can attract some bad people. That's so, true. That's what I'm finding. Like. I, I just sat there. I never tried making friends right off the bat. Me and my friends just sat together, and people just kind of gravitated toward us because we're there to learn. And, and like, as much as people want to slack off, they see the people who want to learn, and they kind of gravitate towards it because, at the very least, they might be able to copy off you. I think that, like, that's maybe in the back of their mind. Cheaters. Yeah. Let's let's talk about cheaters for a second. I'm, I think they're, they're cheating themselves. I think, that's it. I think cheating in post-secondary education should be met with immediate expulsion. And I know in most schools it is, 
It's okay for because we have to take an academic integrity quiz, which I got thirty out of thirty because it was like if you see someone, uh, someone asking you for answers, should you help them? It's like. No. It's the job interview questions. If you and your friend get hired at the same time and you catch him stealing, would you tell us? Yes. yes. That's the thing. It's about ratting. Like that's It goes against like your, you know, that what you've moral, been raised. Yeah, that code, the street code. Like you don't rat. Snitches get stitches. Yeah. I did something pretty mean in a, in a course I just recently took. I took a working at heights course. Mm-hmm. Something you need when you work on a job site at elevated, you know, Plot on elevated platforms, yeah. any sort of elevation off the ground, you mm-hmm. need this training. Sitting in a room with a bunch of guys, we'll say from three places I knew for sure Romania, Bulgaria, and Turk- Turkey. You don't see a lot of that culture around. Like, I don't know many Bulgarians. Well, I mean, they're in their own area. Like, that's oh, sorry, not Bulgarians, pardon me, Hungarians. Hungarians, okay. And every time, every time the teacher said something, it had to be translated three different times by, like, a head of a crew to, like, his three guys. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But when the time came to write the test, I mean, teacher walks out of the room. Fair enough. I get it. Really? Teacher walks out? Because they don't give a fuck. They want everybody Fair. to pass because, you know, they, they don't want to see them again. Mm-hmm. But people started, like, just blatantly looking at my sheet. And... I would. I basically covered up my book, and this guy looked at me like he was going to shank me. Yeah, can you like you're cheating off of me? I, I, that happened before. I haven't taken any tests yet, but I've I've been where where people are like expected like what, what you're not going to show me your answers. Well, I'm just saying if you're going to take if you're going to you know if you're going to fuck me, yeah, buy me dinner first. Because the thing is, if they catch you giving the answers to someone, if if someone's cheating off you and you don't do anything about it, they're going to fuck you too. Hey, you know what? Yeah, look at some of those guys, and you're like, you must, like, these guys must treat their wives like shit. I'm just saying. It's a little bit of... No, no, it's not a stretch, because if you were willing to just demand something that personal of me, my personal test scores, I mean, you probably treat people like garbage all day. They have that self-entitlement. I, me, I'm great, tell me everything, I'm better well, kind the, of the thing mentality. The thing that bothers me about Frank's situation is this is something to do with safety. Oh, yeah. And these people, if they don't learn it, then they're putting themselves at risk. Yeah, Just like in any care. in any course, cheating... You're, you're not learning. And it all I, I'm going to tell you, it's just going to make your life a lot harder in the real world. Yeah, man, it's true, but people don't care. That's the problem, right? Age-old saying, cheaters never prosper. They well, don't. Well, Volkswagen, they're number one in the world right now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, I mean, they cheated pretty well, hard. I mean, if, you cheat pretty, if you cheat really well, yes, you'll prosper. I mean, like, Smart cheating. Ric Flair. Ric Flair cheated all the time. Yeah, he always pretty bagged and poked in the eyes. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero, lie, cheat, steal. He was he built a career off it. Was in uh, Yokozuna's uh, corner guy, Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji, Fuji, Fuji dust. Fuji with, yeah. yeah. What else? Okay. Wait, wait, so un- wait, unwritten rule: cheat, but don't get caught. No, no. Cheat to win. No cheating. I want cheat. I want cheating to be. But a you rule. have to look. You know what? You're cheating yourself if you cheat. That's wait, the unwritten rule. How about this? <clears throat> Do what it takes. No. Do what it takes for you, which it may be just studying. I don't know. It's weird. Like, isn't every successful marriage built off cheating and lying? Hmm. I don't know. It seems like it's working okay. Uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> okay. Wait, let, let's, let's switch gears for a minute, okay? Because there's a big thing we haven't touched on. There's a big social dynamic in post-secondary, college, university, what have you. Do you do the typical, like, post-educa- post-secondary education stuff, like joining a fraternity? Do you join, like, a like the fucking chess club? Yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe go to pub nights? Like, That's that's where I'm at. Like, I, I guess you're still at a decent age uh, to... To possibly do a pub night or something. I can't do it. I'm too old. So, yeah. Pub, like, night. I pub f- night means you can't recover. I fit in that age demographic where I'm totally capable to do those things and it's totally acceptable. But I don't because I'm a fucking 50-year-old man inside who hates the world. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I don't do any social stuff. Now that I've gone back to school, I don't do anything. I'm just in to get my fucking shit done and I'm out. Let's look at the optics of if I go to pub night, okay? <laughs> I'm 33, and there can be kids as young as 18 there. Well, 17, 17. Well, Late. I actually can't get into pub without have, being 19, probably. But I'm just saying, like, some of them make fake IDs. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a very real chance there could be a 17-year-old that, you know, nobody goes NC-17. You shouldn't. Yeah, so yeah, what's that's, the that's, point? That's a golden rule. Don't, don't, that's my golden rule for this episode. If you go back to school as an adult, don't go NC-17. You have to, if you're going to go down those roads, you got to be with somebody above 18. 
Yeah, preferably like actually, I'd go with nineteen because Fuck. you can't even go to a bar with them because they're underage. I actually have my golden rule for that. It's half your age plus seven. Let's, odd years round up. Watch, do it with any age. No, no, I know what you're saying. That's been a rule. What from is this? It's like you can't date somebody outside of this golden rule. So it, it's uh, half yep. your age plus seven. Give me get, your age is twenty six. Yeah. So half 14, your age is twenty one. 21. The lowest you could date in terms of age is 20, a 21-year-old. I would not date anybody the same age as my sister, who's two years younger than me. I just uh, won't do it. It's weird. Okay. Weird knowing, like, I I'm guess. dating someone younger than my sister. I'm dating somebody who's five years younger than me. making me feel a little weird right now. So That's, I think, you know what, there's a certain age where it kind of doesn't matter. But 25? Well, what's what's thirty three divided by two plus seven? Okay, we weren't talking about dating though. We were talking about straight like yeah. college fucking. Because I've gotten off on some elevator floors in a dorm mm-hmm. where you smell two things: wet carpet and STDs. <laughs> okay, you smell you smell the byproduct of too much fucking and showering. Yeah, that's a that's a college. Uh, oh, it's hideous! It's thing. the worst. It smells like mold that came out of somebody's like nether regions it's something that you look back and like i can't believe that was part of life like you're, yeah you're, I, I slept on one of those that. carpets like oh. I, I one night we got a pub night like you said things you can't do now as an adult mm-hmm. i went to a pub night like i couldn't drive home mm-hmm. so we ended up staying on a like somebody's dorm room in an apartment i slept on the floor yeah yeah and i look back on that now and i think I probably have something, a parasite that I don't know about. Like I probably have, you know, carpet aids or something. Was there like a link to you having a full head of hair before that night (laughs) and then it slowly went away? It's like like my chest hair actually isn't chest hair. It's just like bean sprout fungus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I hate dorms. Oh, man, that was good. It's, It's disgusting. Like that's the... Can you live on campus no. as like a thirty-three-year-old? No. Oh shot. my god, that'd be so greasy, dude. That you'd be considered a narc in any situation, oh, man, you regardless if that. you did it or not. If I went away to school, there is zero chance I'm living on campus. Campus living is disgusting. Yeah, dude, I thought about that. I have some kids in the program that live on campus because they're from out of town, mm. and I was like, man, being my age, I could not fucking do that. I'm I couldn't, you, man. Like, some, I couldn't live like that. Some of the dorms should just be called fuckhouse one <laughs> fuckhouse two because you would go in like even at queens like a reputable school yeah. like, in, okay so queens is one of canada's oldest schools it falls it happens to reside in the original capital of canada being kingston ontario Kingston was huh yeah kingston was the original kingston capital was a nice town very nice town or city i mean the parts of it that are nice are nice the parts of it that are old and scary are like decrepit okay i've only seen the terrifying nicer. my friend uh, lives out there and he had his wedding there beautiful old church it was amazing it was very nice very there, pretty there's a street called princess that is divided based on uh parole so like okay. like anybody who's from the jail there, the big penitentiary. Yeah, that's is there, that closed down now or is that still gone? I can't remember, but basically, if you you can violate your parole by going north of Princess, which is basically into like the university uh-huh. area. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, great school, but I'm telling you, I go visit my sisters there. And yes, I'm understanding the implications of what that means <laughs> by saying that. But I would go visit my sisters there because I have to bring them shit from home or like bring them there from home, like yeah. off a holiday. And you'd walk into the dorms and you'd see, I'm talking like sex zombies. <laughs> They'd be going like walking door to door and it would just be, like you'd see them and they look like they just... Like the typical garb with like the J pants, like it's just all about business. Like, they don't like, even care like, anymore. like it was Tuesday, they strolled down to the cafe, had some mac and cheese, and then you know strolled back to their room and had some more mac and cheese. Yeah, it's like the scene in Rick and Morty where he gets the sex doll, uh-huh. yeah. and he just comes downstairs, and Morty takes a huge hit of the o- OJ and then runs <laughs> back up. Yeah. That's exactly what Frank is describing with oh, the yeah. dorms. Just get, oh, yeah. get that energy back in. Yeah, exactly. they, just, they just try to keep their around. fluids up, and then they go right back to go it. Around 18 or whatever they're on. But what about a club? Is there any clubs you guys would join? I mean, because clubs are different than like any of the other stuff. You could join an improv troupe. You could join. You could join a chess club. You could join the AV club. There's a million things you could join. If, if there's something that's interested, like interested you that you wanted to kind of get into, mm-hmm. go for it. Because I was going. Um, 
I had a quiz and I guess I was out. Uh, there's like time between the quiz and when we're going to start learning again. And I go down to get a coffee and there's just a group of people in the hallway just singing and a conductor in front of them. And I'm like, I can't walk through them. But the Tim Hortons is like right there. Huh. So I let them sing. It was just nice. So like if you wanted to be a singer, you get to give it a shot there. That's cool. I would not join any groups unless it pertains either, no. to my program and is going to be a benefactor to me making connections and so forth into the industry. No, I don't have time for that, man. I don't. One of the things, and maybe it's maybe it's the movie, the movie's portrayal of it, like cinema's portrayal of it in general, but I've always looked at fraternities and sororities. Yeah. I've always looked at fraternities and sororities as being this very... Um, like very cultish sort of thing that I just I like I would not want to be associated with. Yeah. One of um one of my favorite singers, he has this um this song called Fraternity Blues and he The singer is uh Towns Van Zant. Uh-huh. So if you ever get a chance, listen to Live at the Old Quarter, Towns Van Zant. The song's called Fraternity Blues. He pretty much sums up my feelings on fraternities and that they're very, very stupid. Yeah, but I don't like that. Imagine being thing. imagine being our age and then getting hazed by these younger oh kids, like getting initiated. The fucking paddle to the ass. I turn around and beat the living shit out of all of them. Yeah, old school. Dazed and confused, man. Oh, like old school. Like that. That's funny as a movie, but going through it, no, no, I couldn't do that. Yeah, no. Blue. <laughs> my boy, blue. I mean, the party. The parties look like they could be fun, and you know, the horse around but I'm also like I, I'm one of those guys now at this age I fucking I want to be in bed by 12 look I'm not a big click person you know the whole like being part of a click and stuff like that and I feel like that's what fraternities are but Matt you've always been, you, you're a member of the bloods are you not that's not a gang crips, gang so. oh, okay, gangs so versus uh, yeah I guess not sorority. I guess a fraternity. <laughs> like, Can you join a sorority? As He's a, like, L.A. Kings, what? <laughs> okay, guys, it's that time in the episode where we all get our golden unwritten rules. What's the golden unwritten rule of going back to school for you, Matt? You want to take it first? I, I got one if you want to think. Go, after, go back to school with purpose and go back to school for something you want to learn about. Don't go back for the sake of going back. Yes. Because you're just wasting time. But go if you're going to go back, make sure this is something you want to do. Like, really weigh out your options. That's my golden, unwritten rule. I thought you were going hard, Kendrick. I thought you were going to be like, be humble. That too. Okay. <laughs> but that's more of like a life thing, I think, more than just yeah. going back to school. Every morning, have a slice of humble pie. It's <laughs> yeah. delicious. No, my, unwritten, my golden, unwritten rule, I've said it earlier. I think I've even said it on the New Year's resolution episode. You're never too old to go back to school. Perfect. I like it. And like, if your life ain't going well, find that program that find that program that's going in a time frame that you can complete it in. You have to initiate the change. You have to because like no one is gonna no one's gonna hold as an adult. I can guarantee you this. Any listener who's listening, and I'm sure you already know this because if you're listening to this, you're functional enough to download a podcast mm-hmm. app and subscribe to this podcast. Because I can tell you, a lot of people don't know how to do that. <laughs> that said, you have to be the person who initiates change in your life. No one's going to do it for you. And anybody who attempts to, I guarantee it won't stick because it's not your own initiative. It's not your own driving force. Yeah. I want to give my personal experience because my first week there, I would wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm like, I'm not making money. What the, am I, I'm, taking, I'm going backwards right now. But then when I'm in the class doing the work, I'm like, I like this stuff. Yeah, it's and fun. I'm doing well at it. And... Like I, I'm excited that I can make as much money, if not actually probably more than what I was making, doing something I like. You're also getting into an industry which is where everything's fucking heading, man. Well, that, that helps, helps too, too right? But do it's but, the thing about doing what you like, but obviously you can't do it for minimum wage. But two steps backward to go three steps forward. Sometimes it's what you have to do. Yeah. So anyone who's thinking about going back, yeah, there's going to be times where. You know, you're not going to enjoy. You're going to realize, shit, I'm falling behind. But in the long run, the long game, it's way worth it. There's going to be times you wake up in the middle of the night with potentially having shit and pissed yourself in a cold sweat. Yeah. You may develop irritable bowel syndrome. You might. We can't speculate on all the side effects of potentially causing yourself stress by going back to school. That said... I mean, hey, if you make a lot of money because of that education or if you just feel more of a complete person... You will live a better life, no matter how you sh- you break it down. Yeah, yeah. My unwritten rule, though, 
It's subtly different because it's not necessarily about going to school. It's about educating, being educated, how you learn, how you go forward. You do not need to be in a post-secondary mm-hmm. education to program to learn. My unwritten rule, my golden unwritten rule is never stop learning in I, everything I you do. That I is agree. the best unwritten rule we've ever put out. Because I, I was actually, when I was looking at this prep work. Let's high five that really quick. Um, yeah. Give you an air five. Um, my last place of employment, my boss, smart guy. Like, there. This was the first place where I felt everyone where I, that I worked with was smarter than me because these people are very smart. And he That's said, "That's not uncommon for you, though." Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so what he said he said was every night before he went to bed, he was reading stuff about you know the industry that he's in. He's always learning. He says once you stop, your your brain's like a muscle. Once yep. you stop learning, uh, it's hard to you know hard how to hard, learn new things. How hard was going back to reading that first week? Even up until not up until this week. So this is week four. I just finished week four. You're starting to catch your groove. Now I'm starting to catch it. But like, luckily, a lot of the stuff I already knew, so it made it easier. Yeah. But it's it's my grandfather's. Like, I'm too old to learn. Like, he came from Croatia to Canada, and yeah. he's like, I can't learn English. And he's like, I'm too old. I'm too old. But it's just because he hasn't used the learning part of his brain in a while. It's also learning how to learn. Like, yeah. if you know how to teach yourself things. We had that, we had, well, Mart, he, Marty, he's been on the show a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. He was that guy when we were younger, and Luca, you're sort of similar, and like that you can both just decide you want to learn something and learn it on your own. Yeah. yeah. Like, not many people are like truly capable of doing that. They, they, I feel like it's just they don't try. It's, but, but part of it is, is having that initiative to try. If you yeah. don't try, you will never learn. And you have to push through because, and if you have started school and you're thinking about what the hell's going on, maybe I'm thinking about dropping out. Just put in that effort. Give it an honest shot. How, wait, that's something we never we didn't discuss. With How long, we'll say in a minimum year program, do you have to give the program before you can drop out in, good, in clear conscious? I'd say complete at least the first semester. Yeah. Before you decide to drop out. Because I did drop out of one schooling. I went for advertising, just a brief stint. And after seven weeks, I felt like the course was just for people who are clueless about what advertising is mm-hmm. and I had a good feel of what it was so I'm like I'm not learning anything this is a waste of my time but maybe if I finished the second half of the semester who would have known maybe we learned things that actually meant something okay yeah does everybody feel satisfied I the do. golden rules I like them okay well if you guys want to keep the conversation going or tell us anything about your post-secondary education or maybe going back what it was like as an adult Please feel free to hit us up on Twitter at the UR Podcast or on Instagram at the Unwritten Rule Podcast. You can find the Unwritten Rule Podcast on any major podcast apps found on your home PC, MacBook, tablet, or smartphone mobile devices. Download, like, and subscribe and drop a review via the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, or you can use Google Play Store. Google Play Music, yeah. Download any of the podcast player apps, CastBox, Dogcatcher, Google SoundCloud. Play, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, Pocket Addict. There's basically a, a shit ton of podcast yeah. apps. Fuck, just Google it, man. Just the unwritten find, rule. Yeah, Google, Google, Google it. That's a. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, that's one, an unwritten look, rule for any look, information look, you need. Google. Show, I'm going to yeah. demo them how easy it is. If any of you have an Android phone, all you have to do is say, "Okay, Google." I feel like we're preaching to the choir, though. I feel like everybody who's Play listening to the latest this, episode of the Unwritten Rule. Playing. Michael Bolton. And look, it came up. All <laughs> uh, the web searches for it. And all yeah. I did was talk to my phone. It's so easy. It's like, this is like the Dirty dance, Dancing soundtrack comes on. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you play something completely the different. Time of my life. Okay, guys. I think we did something good today. I think we've helped the masses. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just one person listens to it and decides to make a, a life-changing decision. You know what? Maybe that person goes on to become a doctor. Maybe yeah. they maybe they cure cancer. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not taking credit for that. But it, yeah, we we did that. We're being humble. We're being we're humble. humble. But I'm just saying, you know, we might have cured cancer. Yeah, indirectly or directly, however you perceive time, space, the temporal continuance. I'm just saying things now. I don't yeah, even know what they, they mean. I don't know what you're saying. Maybe I should go back to school and learn what all those things mean. But I can tell you this: remember all you addicts at heart. Remember all you academics at heart. (laughs) Okay. 
that's, I, that's why you need education. So you can it's say words, you can say words properly. Remember all you academics at heart, rules are made to be broken, but you can't break the unwritten ones.